Hello and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze aliens in short, controlled bursts. My name is John Engel. And I'm Mitch Bryan. And today we're looking at Minute 10, which begins with Ripley informing us of the length of this inquest and ends with her recapping the events of Alien. And we are joined today on Friday, last day of the week, by the one and only Jason Heck. Start your weekend off right. The weekend begins here. Nice. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah. The weekend starts here. Actually, that was, uh, what was that the tagline to? Um, uh, that British music show. Uh, not Top of the Pops. What was it? Oh, the the, the, the whistle stop one? That no, one? No, not o- the Old Grey o- Whistle o- Test. Old gray whistle um, it was the one with uh, that started with uh, Manfred Mann, uh, 54321. Anyway, they, they said it was on Fridays, and uh, they would say the weekend starts. Oh, oh, wait, ready, steady, go. That was it. Mm. Ready, steady, go. Um, and they would say the weekend starts. So here, did I you think, know that Manfred Mann is Olivia Dapo's dad? Yes, I knew that, but only because of the Conan and the Destroyer minute that I've been doing a little <laughs> stuff on. Um, but that's fine. Uh, we're, oh, nice! Yeah, that was beautiful. Where we right? analyze Wilt Chamberlain's breakout role. I love that that his role in that movie, by the way, is to protect her virginity. A guy who bragged about sleeping with yeah. twenty thousand women. But yes, we're here for for minute ten, which is uh, you know it's it's you wouldn't think that um, that a, an inquest. Uh, a, a bureaucratic sort of uh, cross-examination would be exciting, but this one's good. It it shows us that um, that there are a lot of forces aligned against poor Ripley. You know, she survived only to be thrown into a whole different kind of uh, of. She survived one alien sort of layer and to be thrown into a, a layer of a different kind of monster, ones who quote fuck each other over for a goddamn percentage. As she would say. And it's not um, like the briefing scene in 2001. You know, it's not this kind of beautiful, balanced, um, like coolly comfortable room. It's cramped. And smoky. And yeah, I was going to say, she's just as much in danger of getting lung cancer. Yeah. Yeah. From yeah. Second. This yeah. is the smokiest. This room makes me nervous. Like, yeah. the, it's really cramped, smoky. All these people. This is a situation. If I was in this meeting, I would be twitchy. I get that way, and these kind. Of, I've been deposed a couple of times. Nothing serious. Um, <laughs> I forgot about the arson trial. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, nothing serious, just arson. Um, and yeah, man, I will. It'll take me a minute, kind of, to get it together because mm-hmm. this kind of stuff makes me feel really. I mean, just the presence of people makes me. Feel and yet, they're all. They are all cool as cucumbers. Oh, they're all. They do mm-hmm. this you know, all day, every day. It's really day. interesting. That, Even Fran the, Lebowitz sitting back there, you the, know, in the in the man's Frau, suit with the you know hair. Frau, what's awesome. her name from Far Best Powers? Yeah. I also I have to say though for. Uh, a conference room on a space station, it's exactly the right size. Oh, I agree. True, very right? true. Right? Like, yeah, like no. when, and when uh, later when we see Ripley's, the quarter outside her apartment, everything's very cramped, like you would expect on a space station where space is at a premium. So I, I bought into it, but at the same time, it, it's and the way that the table is sort of U shaped and it's kind of aimed right at her, almost like, you know, she's sort of a, a lone gladiator in the middle of a very sandy coliseum with an audience surrounding her and bombarding her, not with spears or arrows, but questions. And they are they're pointed and they are disbelieving. And she has not one friend in that room, including Carter Burke, who is ostensibly her ally. Her, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except Izzy, because well, here we not. are. Well, no, I mean, even should we even be thinking that? Because here we are. Uh, we talked about two minutes ago uh, how he comes across when when he's giving her this information about how long she's been in cryosleep. It all kind of, kind of fades away. We talk about how he seemed kind of disarming. Now he's starting to call her kiddo and being demeaning in that sense and just being. 
And then we, with this additional scene cut in, all of a sudden we're back to, oh, Carter, you got information for me. They're kind of buddies. It kind of, this is kind of a wave, you know, kind of a wavy arc he's got going on here. Where well, he goes without that scene. Comforting if... shit heel, comforting again, shit right. heel again. It's much better that he just keep kind of descending because by the time we see him again, she just shuts the door in his face. Yeah, right? because you get rid of that scene with the with the mother business, or the kid, the child business, and then you just go to her in this place, and you don't even know if he's there. There right. is no setup. To, I mean, he's just well, he, he's, there's no there's no he, prep just, for it. Right. I mean, as far as we are into it now, yeah, there's not like we haven't really. I mean, he's there. He's in the shop, but he's not. We haven't cut to any close-ups of him yet. Right. He hasn't but, brought her in or warmed her up or done any of that kind of stuff like he was he's doing. Not sitting, like, he's not even sitting by her. No. No. Yeah. So, I, it's again, I it, think it plays much better because it really makes her the underdog instantly mm-hmm. as she's in this room. And just the, where you drop into the scene, you know that she's in a situation. This has not been going well, and it's not going to get any better. And she, she's and, the only one standing. And then that camera just prowls around the table, you know, impassively until it gets us into a good clear shot of the guy at the van what's his name van van lewin van lewin and the one human being that she knows in this time everybody else she knows having having died doesn't say peep he makes no effort to defend her during the whole thing her her ostensible ally the i'm not such a bad guy who you know we we don't know you know in the director's cut we get that there's a little prep work he tells her who's going to be in there interstellar commerce commission and insurance guys colonial administration company guys but all we know is that there are bureaucrats, so yeah, they're fairly Kafka esque. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and she is there defending herself. And here's the point: she's doing it pretty. We suspect that she did so kind of eloquently. She's she's smart that she laid things out. That she has this preliminary report which she wrote up for them. That the lifeboats recorder corroborates some of the testimony, but um, nobody's buying it. Nobody. They they keep. They are more and more incredulous. They are more and more about the almighty dollar. And less and less about the fact that, according to her, there's a tremendous danger out there, and they don't care about that. They care about the money, and her and her and her state of mind, and that's about it. So there, there's something I was thinking about bringing this up a couple of minutes ago when when Carter does his little, oh, I'm not such a bad guy. I'm from the company, and she gives him that look. Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately, like you're from the company. I don't trust you right. for good reason, but didn't have to be, they didn't have to put a, a, you know, hang a lantern on it too much there and actually have us give any exposition. But here we are in an inquest where these people are asking her questions about a situation that their company caused. Mm-hmm. Their company deemed them expendable. expendable. Yeah. Why isn't she bringing this up? Well, she does, right? She says at one time, we sat down there on company orders. Well, no, that's it. But that's different. Getting sent down there, that's in their contract. Mm-hmm. Being expendable is not. Mm-hmm. This is where she she got that information from Mother. She knows that they said, kill them. If they have to die, that's fine. Just get that thing back. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't she be screaming that to the rooftops right now? Well, Why she, is she putting up with any three hours of shit from these guys and then getting more shit from them? You would wonder And what, never even mentioning it. I'm it's sure weird. that the records were purged. We already know that the company is unbelievably nefarious, right? So there's no hard copy anywhere. I'm sure that was destroyed. So she has no evidence. She Except doesn't have any evidence of anything. They're totally said, right? gaslighting her. That's the whole thing. Like, we don't believe you. There's no evidence to prove any of this. You are irresponsible. You blew up the ship, and now you got to pay for it. But then wouldn't your next step be, fuck you? You're the people that killed well, my friends. She does say, She's bill a- me. I mean, she does say that. I know, she? but this right, is like, this later, up later, an entire colony. Not, later yeah. on. This yeah. is not relating to the fact. I mean, we open the scene with her looking at her dead friends that were considered expendable by the company that yeah. is... That is 
Well, it's a totally loaded. It's a totally manipulative. It's a totally making her the underdog. Yeah. Move by the by the storyteller. I know. Uh, I don't know that it makes. I think this is a bit of this is where we're getting our first little hint of maybe not the best writing, because I think you've got to think about this in some way. You have to deal with this issue here. And now again, we're back to the goodwill of a good movie. Up to this point, I've liked the movie enough that for years I haven't really thought about this. But I think if I sat down and read the script and actually like James Cameron came to me and said, John, I really need your notes. Give me some coverage on this script. I would probably point this out to him in this scene. If I was actually giving notes, I'd say, hey, man, what happened to her? <laughs> like, she's the one person in the universe that has the knowledge of what they did and how they were complicit in this. Why would she not say this? After three hours of getting uh, stuck with spears by these people and they've put her in a corner and made her desperate, won't believe anything she says, what does she have to lose to accuse them at this point even? So... It's well, kind of an odd omission from she the already. Scene. She says she says I already told you we set down there in company orders. So she said it several times, but we can probably understand that a company that has enough power to put the Marine Corps at their own beck and call probably has some pull with the Interstate Commerce Commission, the Interstellar Commerce Commission, and the, they can probably say, you know what, we can't find it. Whatever they can, they can probably exert some some influence on this on this board of inquiry that's trying to to figure things out. I will say that Van Leeuwen seems to have kind of an even hand. He sort of says, "Look at it from our perspective, please." Here's you have to understand where we're coming from, and then people start throwing out their incredulity over the description of the alien itself, the value of the ship, um, without even factoring in the payload and all of this other stuff. But we, uh, to me. I look at it the same way I look at the armed dropships buzzing around Gateway, and that is that the company has already started pulling strings. Um, the company is already spreading around some money or God knows what, promising, you know, Android sex or whatever it's going to take um, to say, hey, look, we need this railroaded. We need this hap- We need this done quickly. Um, it would be best if you concluded that she was insane and had her doing some menial work. So wouldn't it make... No. It would have made more sense to not pick her up at all and just let her or keep Or would have made more sense there. to just right. like bring her in and say, okay, cool, go about your life. We're not going to give you an inquest. Like, right. why, why bring this right. person? Unless. What do they want from her? Unless these people sitting around this room don't know that that was, the crew was deemed, maybe that was through some back channel stuff that they don't have records of. And maybe Mother, I mean, do we know what the AI level of Mother is? Maybe Mother is the one that deemed them expendable and ash maybe it was a conspiracy of machines i don't know but to me it's just funny it makes me ask the question i just uh i don't know like i said we wouldn't have a show if we weren't nitpicking some of this stuff well she says and asking questions we sit down on company orders but it also makes sense it's company orders from 57 years ago right is there a memo you know if if ge made a decision 57 years ago could we go back and find a copy of the memo probably not yeah the- so especially in a nefarious decision if ge said you know what we're going to topple guatemala so we can build a dam probably not going to be a record of that so i can kind of see both sides on this one but i will i mean it she has no evidence no physical evidence no log evidence no computer backup nothing to back up her story except the only thing that doesn't stop her from giving every bit of information. She doesn't have evidence of anything she's saying. Mm-hmm. So why does she stop at accusing them of having well, all we, her friends killed? We don't know. We don't know what she's been telling them. Over well, that the would last be in the movie. Three hours. Though. That would have to be in the movie. That's what I'm saying. It, has well, to, it can't the, be something that happened off screen. In the extended cut, right? We have Van Leeuwen make his decision to pull her license. I believe, right? 
the the director's cut shows Van Leeuwen saying it's the, the, the you were negligent. Yeah, that's yeah. our judgment. So you know, again, that feels pretty railroadish. You know, I mean, based on everything she's saying, with all not corroborating evidence, but clear memory. You know, it it's a pretty wacky story to make up to just cover. And why would I scuttle the ship for no reason? You know, it seems like to me it's it's she's just being railroaded. But if she's if she's willing to stand up in that boardroom and slam her fist on the table and say, "God damn it, that's not all." I need my prayer. Isn't she willing to say, "God damn it, your people killed my crew"? <laughs> like and even I just, if she did say that, her? what's it, it's not going to get her anywhere. But you're just wishing none, it, you none just of wish this it, stuff is getting. You just wish it had been articulated. I just think that if you're in a desperate situation, and if the last thing, like in her mind, this happened well, days ago. Her, right. her crew, she went in to Mother, found out about all this, got attacked by a robot like two days ago. She's right. going to be fucking pissed off yeah. still. Yeah. So this isn't something she's had time to get over. This is nothing. She's looking at these people, and I don't think your mind connects the dots that these people weren't alive when you, this happened. Or You're going, you're the fucking company. You did this to my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that's got to be in there. But then that... At the same time, now that makes a different movie, right? Like the then what? They've got to lock her up or something, right? I have what, to read the happens? first draft, see how much yeah. of that maybe is in the early yeah, draft. That's of a good this point. Script. Who knows? And this is actually more talk for next week anyway. Yeah. I think maybe, but it's not. Jason won't be here, so we want to. Right, yeah, we don't bring in to replace me. What? It's a secret. Where's my nearest non-union Mexican equivalent that you're going to bring in it's, for no it's money? A secret. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic, you guys, and your pen, penny pinching. <laughs> I, I, I'm worth at least 16 adjusted dollars. That's yeah. minus my payload, yeah, of course. Speaking of adjusted oh, dollars, yeah, adjusted. How, how much is this ship worth? $42 million in adjusted dollars. How much I mean, is an F-16? Well, I mean, all you need to know is that a, 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 what is it, a televangelist named Creflo Dollar told his flock he needed a new Gulfstream G650, and that was $65 million. <laughs> So it's worth, le- worth wow. less than a televangelist Gulfstream jet. Yeah. Isn't that funny? So yeah, the money. But that's that, just a, remember James that's Cameron, like a tugboat. Remember this is like the boat. Peterbilt of space, right? Right. So maybe it's not. I mean, yeah, it's big. We it's, know that it, those drive engines are huge. It's not the refinery. But yeah, the refinery that belonged to Ava Goda and Ava. I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and 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 assess the value of the medical bay of the Nostromo as being more than forty two million dollars. Well, yeah. Doctor Engel once again <laughs> chiming yeah, in with I, his future hey, medical knowledge. We know. We know where my knowledge really lies how it's much is the laser how much is the technology. laser scalpel worth that they try and cut the, the probably head, like a million dollars alone wow wow I mean, and how about tom scarrett's little mask how much is that worth 20, adjusted 25 dollars. bucks yeah and adjusted dollars or is it that space dollars. bucks well there's space bucks i mean we're getting into currency kind of blithering exchange rate on this podcast com- i don't even know why i do it i could be doing the conan and the destroyer podcast i could be doing the porky's 2 podcast do of it. the academy up my the- tutor private school every sex comedy from 1983 i could be doing their podcast mm-hmm. and instead i'm here to help you and it's, what do i get no. adjusted dollars and not enough of them nice <laughs> space space bucks man <laughs> Class, classic <laughs> angle do we have any information that's on that view screen of uh, parker, penny and, parker and brett and at least it is parker and brett that we get well, to see on the view oh, screen we oh. had parker um we had parker on the screen for the last minute and i was going to point out we kind of got uh Got to the end of the episode before I remembered that there's there's biographical information. Thank you. This just in from Jason Heck's phone. Um, so there's biographical information that's kind of interesting to me about uh, Parker. This is, this is what's scrolling by, right, for all of them in the background. Yeah. yeah. So it's scrolling by, and if you stop it and take a look at it, you get um, a lot of information. So mainly it's it's information about his IQ 
and so on. So I'm going to just uh, let's see. I'm gonna, I might have this to is Parker, this our thing. loudish this is chief Parker. engineer yes. of the Nostromo. So Parker, Yafet Koto. Subject's IQ count of 4.3 and GMA. Personality matrix count of 6.2 indicated a slightly unhealthy mi- mixture of sublimated hostility to authority huh. and environmentally suppressed intelligence. Wow, that's kind of a loaded it takes a village. assessment. Um, subject's counts did not substantially alter throughout span of employment. So he stayed steady. Steady Eddie. I want to skip down because this is some more interesting stuff to me here if I can find it. Oh. He did have an exception. There was one exception to his change. A 0.2 rise in IQ count due to oral inception of intelligence booster Dramox 222. Smart drugs. I just smart wanted, drugs. That's really all I wanted to get to. Cool. Oral inception. That's smart drugs. Smart right? drugs, yeah. So I think, awesome. Isn't that what Booger a, took in Revenge of the Nerds? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Is it maybe uh, you know, it's Whaley? You, you might just be just the guy. No, with your dropping of like 80 sex romps, you might be just the guy to help me write uh, my millennial sex romp, saving it. <laughs> do you want to still so not losing it? Yeah, no, it? saving it. <laughs> where, where? The, yeah, well, we'll talk more uh, about it off mic. Um, anyway, tip your waitresses, folks. <laughs> we are all. I'll month. call Denise Richards, and uh, I think we could. Yeah, it, it'd be great. I, I Freddie Prince. Yeah, it'd oh. be fun. Do the kids still love Alicia Silverstone? Uh, Is she? St- oh no, the vegans love her. The vegans. Okay, okay. And uh, do wait? Do kids still like Frank Stallone? Anybody still like Frank Stallone? <laughs> did the kids ever? The like kids, Frank did the kids Stallone? love the score to Staying Alive? Anybody? <laughs> anybody? The worst sequel ever made? Truly? Uh, I Pop that. quiz. Does anybody here remember the name of the musical in which Travolta is performing in Staying Alive? All right. Let's leave that I, to the, our Facebook audience. Our Facebook. Yeah, audience. let's come back. That hanging there. They're just going to Google tell, it. You, God bless it. They're just. No, gonna we have it. an honest. We have an honor well, system. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see right. if anybody comes we'll up see. with it. And if they win, they get a free um, something or other. Yeah, so that's exactly they right. They get a free pair of uh, Aliens Minute leggings. Oh. Like, well, in, wait, like they used to wear in the... in the, in the the Like John like, Travolta like, like, wears like, in Like state. leg warmers? Cool. Yeah, leg warmers. And aliens leg warmers. Available at Tee Public. <laughs> soon. Coming soon. Just wait for it. All right. Well, wow. thanks for having me, guys. It's been an amazing yeah. week uh, talking about an amazing movie, and I really enjoyed it. It's been great to have you, and we'll have you back uh, at least one more time. Have me back. Aliens. Have me back when we go into the notes. atmosphere processor. Please. Okay. Please. Unless you've got your alien marines, colonial marines technical manual, study up Xerox that for me. That's Can amazing. Little, we should have to. We'll yeah. have to take some. I'll make. I'll mimeograph frame it. grabs of that or something. Please mimeograph. Yeah. No. This is great. Um, this is actually anything that you see, pretty much on the web about aliens that gives specific names for equipment or places or whatever. It kind of comes from this book and it's, uh, I got it. Like I, I was selling John, I got this probably 20, 20 years ago and it's finally, what's the off. full title and who's the it's author? called the uh, aliens, the colonial Marines technical manual. And the author's name is Lee Brimicombe hyphen wood. That feels very British to me. Um, but it's called the Colonial Marines Technical Manual, and it's uh, it's sort of your your basic uh, trade paperback kind of thing. Um, it sort of looks faintly like a, a game book, like Shadowrun or, or something like that. But it's just all about the United States Colonial Marine Corps, and uh, it's it's really cool for background There's information. There's going to be a spike in used book. People are going to go to yeah. ABE and try to find copies. Of this. It's, so it's I'm going to go really buy awesome. all available copies right, right now. now. John, where can they find us? Um, find us at AlienMinute.com or on Instagram at Alien Minute Podcast, Twitter at Alien Minute Pod, or on Facebook, come to our listeners page and uh, answer this quiz for your free Alien Minute leggings. What? All right. Well, we'll see you next week for minute number 11.